Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for June 29th, 2020. And today I want to talk about the astrology of social justice. This is such an overarching theme of our time. And in many ways, I think that this is exactly what is really going on right now from a, um, I guess, a mass cultural um, standpoint. And of course, it's reflected in our astrology. Um, of course, also, we are in the midst of a global pandemic leading into a most probable worldwide economic recession, at least, that is dismantling um, structures that have been in place for hundreds of years and changing the, the I think, the entire sort of um, trajectory of our world. And this is certainly global. And of course, I'm speaking from the United States, in the Western United States, and it is most definitely um, American. You know, of course, I'm speaking from an American's viewpoint, but in many ways, the United States as, you know, the most, you know, I would say other than Israel, um, you know, kind of the most cons recently constructed country, um, and one in which there are great experiments, I think, in a conscious new egalitarian democracy, or at least they were supposed to, uh, that the United States from a cultural standpoint is very important um, to the world. And so what we do is therefore very important. If you look at it from a media standpoint, certainly our Hollywood and our media um, sort of kind of drives the world. I have traveled around the world and what is in many ways the most interesting is that wherever you go, you see Hollywood movies on television. So culturally, the United States does have a responsibility to lead the world, I think, with um, integrity and, um, and respect. So I mentioned earlier that there's a lot of, that there has been a few memes, astrological memes going around on what's happening now and what's happened in the past from a historical standpoint and the correlations between the now, the past, and the shared astrological placements. Because as you know, uh, the planets in our solar system have a very orderly mathematical precision that um, repeats, you know, uh, as the planets orbit the sun, as we all orbit the sun, um, they orbit the sun in cycles that repeat. And of course, it isn't true that things happen in exactly the same way, because of course they do not. There are repeating patterns that you can see, and then, you know, astrologically and astronomically, because of course, astrology is <clears throat> the meaningful interpretation of astronomy. And one of them is very important to, I think, what is going on right here. I've talked in the past about Pluto. Pluto's um, a generational planet, meaning it takes take what we consider to be a generation, anywhere from like eight, even up to 18 years in a sign. And in that time period, we find a resurgent of the themes of the zodiac sign, uh, whether it's um, 
you know, uh, different cultures and world cultures uh, and religions clashing with Pluto and Sagittarius, um, sex versus death with Pluto and Scorpio, etc. Right now with Pluto and Capricorn, it really is the resurgence and reemergence and hopefully rebirth of our structures, our authoritative structures, whether they are economic, governmental, those types of things are in the process of experiencing the wrecking ball of Pluto. And with the Pluto-Saturn conjunction, we also added Saturn, the traditional boundary of the solar system, that is Saturn being the very last visible planet in the solar system was in traditional astrology, that is astrology before we had the technology to see past our physical eye, uh, that was the boundary planet. Saturn did represent the end. It represented death. It was the Grim Reaper. It was the Lord of Karma and Time. Now we kind of ascribe that to Pluto and the the Hadean planets that are planetoids that surround it. But anyway, so now we have Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn really giving that death knell to economic structures and sort of knocking the world on its feet. And I want to mention that I, having observed astrology and worked in the spiritual realm, meaning that I have pondered the, you know, unponderable and watched for signs, symbols, and synchronicities, and divined, and meditated, and, you know, for my life, my entire life. And so, of course, my own vision is still my own, but there is a pattern. And for all that have eyes to see, there is a pattern. There is intelligence in the universe, and there is a unifying force, whether you want to call it God, mana, prana, the Tao, it doesn't matter. There is something going on. And astrology is a great way to see it too, because you see these, you know, this as above, so below maxim, where you see these planets and these transits that are just absolutely mirroring what's going on. And that is, that's very comforting to me because, oh, there's a pattern and there's intelligence. Okay, this unifying force has us because although human beings would love to be able to control every aspect of life, we know we can't. We know we're all going to die. We know we are at the mercy of many, many things. But if we get into alignment with the force, then we don't have to struggle. We can move with the trends. We can move with the cycles and we can live a really much more fulfilling life. That being said, the conjunction of... Uh, Jupiter and Saturn, which is coming up this year, December 21st in Aquarius. We've talked about the conjunction that what would they call the great mutation. The conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in traditional astrology was always called the birth of a king. Now, approximately every 200 years, the, um, the conjunction changes elements. So that is that I've mentioned for the past 200 years, we have conjunctions in, we've had conjunctions in the signs of the earth signs, which started in um, the 1840s, I believe, in, um, uh, in Capricorn. 
So we had that going on, but approximately, actually it started in the earth sign of Capricorn in 1842, okay? And then in 1981, we had a little one-off because we had a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Libra, which really kind of was, I mean, kind of almost like a, the get ready uh, because then we went back to the 2000 conjunction, which was in Taurus. But that 1981 conjunction in air was very important because it definitely sort of kind of kicked off, um, you know, and in, a new inspiration for growth and change. So that, you know, think about what has changed in our society from 1981 to say the year 2000, and certainly the internet um, and many other concepts um, from economics to religion, politics and diplomacy um, have changed. But what's super interesting is that there's a big connection to now to the great um, the cycle, the big cycle that also recently started um, in 1961. So within this, the larger or grander cycles, there are many cycles. And in 1961, there was a Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Capricorn. And there was that was in February. And that was right after JFK was elected. Um, there was a tremendous burst of humanitarian and governmental activism and civil rights within that time period. We also had the rise of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, when he wrote his great speech, his I Have a Dream speech. We also had, um, you know, we're still sort of working within a few years of the new energy of, of Jupiter-Saturn conjunct. Um, and also Saturn was an Aquarius at that time too, like um it was now. So Saturn had moved out of its conjunction with Capricorn into Aquarius. So in, in an interesting way, that also sort of leads back to the 1860s. Um, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction then was in Virgo in 1861 with Lincoln's election. We had the Civil War breaking out. Right prior to that too, still in the 1841 time period, we had Neptune and Pisces like it was now. So there was a reconstruction energy that was happening after the Civil War that was very um, powerful. And I feel like that is happening here in the United States. And so you can see with Jupiter and Saturn um, and their cycles that we have this new epoch coming up and it connects to the past. Jupiter and Saturn astrologically are the two social planets that basically um, correspond to Saturn corresponding to, to the structure um, the structures that accompany our society, that is our economic structures and our governmental structures and, you know, our schools and da, 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 da. And then Jupiter is like um, our, our inspiration, okay? What do we believe in as a society? What, um, what is our, our religious and spiritual belief? what allows us to, what, what's the flag that we're flying? That flag is like a combination of Jupiter and Saturn. It's very flag oriented. Um, it's interesting too, that the cycles of um, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction always correspond to like new religions too, um, or the birth of their incarnation at least. And so 
we have this like really interesting time. Now, all this is happening in, or the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is happening in Aquarius. And this Aquarian energy is like, Aquarius is a higher octave sign, okay? If you look at it from the standpoint of the 12 signs of the zodiac represent like subsequent um, emergence of the soul where it, it whereon it takes on like or the human experience it takes on higher levels as it sort of you know in, in a in a fairly kind of like evolutionary way as it progresses if that's the case capricorn and we've just remember we've just had so many planets in capricorn that were all touched off in january i talked about that in my last um, podcast with all these planets I mean, we had the sun and we had mars and we had saturn and we had um, jupiter and we had pluto all in capricorn capricorn in the 10th house is the end of the climb of the personal this is ego-based individual authoritative group hierarchical with a deep immersion in the material world. There is a sense of a conquering power to the sign of Capricorn. That is an unevolved Capricorn. Capricorn also remember is, um, you know, the sea goat. So the evolved Capricorn is able to take the spiritual and materialize it. You have very high level Capricorn people. I mean, I mentioned Martin Luther King Jr., also a Capricorn. But from a general standpoint, um, from a mundane standpoint too, we have this very earthy materialness. Aquarius as a higher octave sign represents the transpersonal, the collective, the integration of, because Saturn was the traditional ruler of Aquarius. And then after we discovered Uranus, which was the very first transpersonal planet, we ascribed that to Aquarius. So, so Aquarius is like a, a dual, more dualistic, you know, um, sign that that takes both. And if you look at it as Saturn is as organizing principle or, or of society, and then you take Uranus, which is freedom and and, and evolution and, and collectiveness too, um, and you combine those two. You also can see that during the, 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 the United States, the idea of the United States does kind of represent both of those things, right? It is an organizing principle that is supposed to be for everyone. And it wasn't. It hasn't been. And that is what is going to change. That we are all cells in the larger body of humanity. We are all cells in the body of the world or the earth. And our individual freedoms all matter collectively. And so that is like what's really happening right now because we have we have seen this this evil rise up that is really fear and fear-based, this evil which is the oppression of people and the use and abuse of power over people and this is not acceptable in our society. And so the, as, as it is, the poison has come up to be healed. And first, we have to acknowledge it. It has been acknowledged so horribly. And so many people have almost been martyred to the cause of the revolution evolution that is happening right now. And 
you know, it, crisis points always get really hot and really intense before everything falls apart and the center cannot hold and we have the ability to rebuild. And with all these planets moving into Aquarius, we must galvanize ourselves and consciously both think of and fight for our freedom in the future. The comfort zone, the past, and you know, the comfort zone was only the comfort zone for those that were in power. And in many ways, it certainly was that, you know, the um, whatever you call the colonial, you know, the white uh, English people, the the men, the certainly the white men, you know, and this is a very scary time for them. And that's why you see so many of them clinging to the past and their own power structures whether it is, um, you know, capitalism, um, certainly any kind of any form of racial supremacy, white supremacy, what, you know, all of these things are going to be toppled. They are not going to have a place in the future. The future is one world, one people. Um, and there is nothing that anyone can do to stop that. And I think that's really frightening for people and they're clinging to it. You know, even the people that have been marginalized in that, you know, certainly women have been marginalized for many years. We do also have a patriarchy. Um, even women that are buying into that are buying into what they consider to be the devil they know, you know, but, um, astrologically, this is the end and it, everything is happening so fast. It is heating up so completely that all we can do really is kind of jump in, jump into the water, you know, see where it carries us with integrity. It's very interesting. The, um, the illness and the pandemic really, uh, you know, starting us off and like helping the world, change. And it's extremely frightening, of course, you know, but um, I feel like there it has a place in all of this too. And one of the things that it has brought is that hashtag we're all in this together. And um, we are all in this together. We are all vulnerable to, um, you know, to things like viruses and to illness as human beings, as living creatures. We are all vulnerable to climate change and we are all vulnerable when any, anyone, any one living creature, and certainly when aspects of our own human race are marginalized and hurt and um, unfairly and unjustly um, called out. And, you know, I mean... Honestly, what has been done to African-Americans in our country is 100% evil. And we all have to step up. As a white woman, I will 100% call out, um, you know, certainly, I guess, my race as not even realizing, perhaps, some of us, our own um, entitlement, you know, and our own um, protection from hurt. And I will also say to all of my POC friends and allies that I will 100% stand by you, defend you, and protect you. 
if I am out at a protest, I will stand between you and any authorities. I will give my life for you and I will stand up for you because you deserve it, you need it, and I am here for you. We all need to do that. We all need to be able to stand up for what we believe in. And as an astrologer, you know, I want to mention that in astrology, we see archetypal energy. What you can't see in astrology is the color of anyone's skin or their sexual orientation. You know, you don't see that. You see the truth of them. You see the energies that this soul has chosen to incarnate with. And my own personal belief is that we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. And many of us have had many lifetimes in many skins of many colors. I know I have. And um, when you are a spiritual being, you do, and you're conscious of it, you do realize that. But regardless, within the construct of this here and now and this society, we must affect change. This is time for us to step up. This is an evolutionary moment. And the astrology of social justice connects us to that. It connects us to the 1960s. It connects us to the 1860s where we must fight for our rights. And in this way, we are not fighting. We are already having a civil war and we are not fighting with guns. We are not fighting on the battlefield. Well, actually we are fighting with guns and we probably, that's another part of our social construct that we need to get rid of. Um, but we aren't fighting in the same way that people did with a line, you know, in a, in, in a battlefield. But we're fighting through polarization and we're fighting through ideology and we're fighting from fear you know, the old guard, you know, the other day we went hiking and, um, in a beautiful, beautiful state park that unfortunately there's a fire in right now, but, and fires will be continuing throughout this season. It's very much in keeping with this heavy duty Mars energy. Um, but there was a guy with his family. First, I see a cute little kid and a mom, and then the dad comes and, the energy from the dad I was just weird. And he had this Trump Pence, you know, 2020 t-shirt on. And he was like, hi, how are you? You know? And my, um, you know, my South American partner and I were just like, oh God, what do you do when you meet someone that's friendly to you, you know, wearing a Trump t-shirt? You know, it's just like you, it's really difficult. And they don't realize that. I think that in many, maybe some do, but I think that they think that they are right. And um, I know that many, what you would consider to be naively, you know, righteous, good, you know, considered, they would think them, of themselves as good people, are voting for Trump because of their religious beliefs. You know, if they are traditional Christian. They feel that the entire party because of Mike Pence as the vice president is protecting them. Like I mentioned my own aunt and uncle, my uncle being a Lutheran pastor and my aunt, a good pastor's wife, who happens to be the daughter of um, Mexican, you know, immigrants, farm worker immigrants, that they voted for Trump and they still do. They believe in him because he says, they say that he protects Christians. It's that kind of diluted thought that is also at play with Neptune and Pisces. You know, um, and we have to focus on the future. I think that the astrology of this time is really 100% about the future. So the focus is on progression 
tolerance, compassion, unity, rights for all, trans rights, rights for every single person in this country, especially black lives and people that have been marginalized and hurt. That is what the astrology of social justice right now is calling for. Now, I have something kind of exciting to introduce here too. I was reading a really interesting article in the Mountain Astrologer um, about the inauguration um, horoscopes for the United States for the last hundred years or so in keeping with the um, discussion of from the 1840s and on up. This is an article by Steve Kinsman. And he did a bunch of research on um, the horoscope of the inauguration as describing in many ways the leader. There's very much a connection between um, you know, the charts of individuals that lead organizations and um, the charts of the organizations themselves. There's always a connection, just like there's a connection between the charts of individuals. Um, and so in looking at the 2021 inaugural horoscope, it's really kind of um, progressive, okay? There's a triple conjunction of the Sun, Saturn, and Jupiter in the 10th house, okay? Which is really positive, okay? And this is set for January 20th at noon um, for 2021. And um, it's, you know, it's way, way better than... Um, you know, the last chart for the 2017 inauguration that had Pluto rising, um, very much about negative power structures and that Pluto was connected to Venus. And yeah, there was like a, a lot of very power and powerlessness issues in the 2017 inaugural horoscope. Um, so Sun, Saturn, and Jupiter describes the next presidency. I'm going to read a little bit from this as one conscious of its awesome responsibilities. The tenor could be cautious and moderate. Okay. Um, Capricorn is very strong in its own house. It conjoins the sun, Jupiter, and the midheaven. And Venus is in the ninth house, um, which is portending really much better with harmonious relationships with foreign countries, um, that the new administration will become actively engaged in repairing damaged relations. Um, Venus is in a beautiful relationship with the chart's ascendant. Um, very focused on foreign relations, effective administration, public needs, and serving the interests of those less fortunate. So that is really much more um, focused on the Democratic Party than it is the Republican. Um, That powerful Pluto placement in 2017 was really already predicting really dark alliances with um, foreign powers and um, really, you know, dark power and powerlessness issues. What is interesting about the inaugural relationship is that, or the inauguration um, horoscope of 2021, is that it does have a void, of course, moon and a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And in Steve's um, research, he found that this was present in the charts of presidents that did not finish their term for whatever reason, typically due to um, illness. So... The prediction here for him, and this is, and I'm, I, I feel very strongly about this, is that Biden, as a Democratic nominee, and just so you know too, the election 
astrology, the um, the date of the election is really bad. <laughs> so I think there's going to be a lot of vote, voter suppression, revotes, fighting, all of that. But I still feel that come January, we wait, we may have a Democratic um, president. So at least um, this is, uh, you know, it's it's way more, it's way better. It's way happier. And it really um, is, you know, serious, but also positive. Okay. Governing cautiously and with respect. Um, you know, I think that um, there will be, it's way more progressive. But what's interesting here is that with that void of course moon, that there may be um, some issue with, with Biden, um, which could make, you know, a vice president stand up. Um, Steve also looked at, you know, different nominees and, um, you know, Biden clearly stated that he choose a woman for vice president. So Steve says that he thinks that Kamala Harris will be, um, prominent. Um, and she does have a really interesting chart, um, with the sun and Libra moon in Aries, Saturn conjunct her midheaven, exact conjunction of the moon's nodes across her ascendant descendant, and what's interesting too, North Node conjunct the Ascendant is that is in Gemini and we have that going on right now. So something's happening with Kamala for sure. I don't know if she's going to be the VP. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, we're just looking and, uh, but I'm excited. So I hope that this gives you some astrological fuel for your fire, knowing that there is an end to this. Now, you know, back and forth, right and left, this year is going to be tough. Be careful. Stay safe. Um, don't stop protesting. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop visioning, envisioning. Don't stop with your positive energy. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't, you know, and I would also mention too that the economy, I think, is going to be up and down. And so if you have money in the you know, considerable money, you know, um, in the stock market, understand that it's going to be a major roller coaster ride. Um, but look for the dismantling of varying things through, you know, towards the end of this, um, of this year, but also like stay positive and focused your energy, whatever energy you put into the collective, your vision for the future, you know, have this like beautiful federations of federation of planets, Star Trek future for us, not a deep, you know, dark black mirror. Keep that because your, your energy, your, your positive energy, your, you know, ideal utopic vision is important. It is part of the collective vision, take action, do the things that you know will help you and help the world. And I think that, and vote, 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 because we can do this. I think that we have an amazing opportunity to change. The astrology is 100% for change. So we need to, the seeds are being planted. Okay. The seeds are being planted now. So remember that these seeds have to be nourished. They have to be the right seeds. 
Um, but whether we like it or not, uh, the past is being swept away. And that is what this astrology of social, social justice is about. And it's connected to other periods of time where we had massive social justice, especially in regards to African-Americans. It's time for reparations. It's time for justice. It's time for Black Lives Matters. It's time for Black Trans Lives Matters. It's time for this to stop. All of this negative, all of this... You know, all the little dirty secrets need to come out and be healed. It's, you know, this is not what we need to take into our new world. And um, of course, it's not going to happen overnight. But, you know, you start with the seed and the seed is there. And it, it's it's really exciting. And um, I'm excited for it. And um, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll be writing about the 4th of July uh, lunar eclipse, the last lunar eclipse of the summer or the last eclipse of the summer. We just had three in a row. Um, And um, buckle up. I'm taking July off, but I'm going to hopefully do some writing projects that I will give to you after this. And um, I love you. I'm sending you blessings um, and sending you tons of positive energy for our perfect or at least our new and improved future. Have a great day.